show here on ckcc radio matt and chris here with you on the morning that this airs this week whichever morning it will be (laughs) (laughs) Um, we had some uh scheduling conflicts last week that we are unable to record now it is wrestlemania monday and we are recording on Monday night. So this I'm thinking like Wednesday morning you'll be hearing this. Yeah, probably Wednesday sounds about right. So you'll have just gotten over your stand and deliver hangover. Um which I have I, I can't think of one thing that happened at Stand and Deliver. I did not watch Stand and Deliver. I don't even remember what I did during Stand and Deliver. I'm actively like, trying to remember. It was only two days ago, so that's kind of problematic. Yeah, but it was like at 1 p.m., so like you were probably like, I don't know, like probably went to like Kmart or something. Yeah, because that still exists. Hey, somewhere does. The one that was in Edwardsville is even gone now. I know. So sad. That, that Kmart only had to flood three times before they finally closed it. <laughs> Why am I laughing at such sadness? So, immediately, you'll probably have this tomorrow night to air on Wednesday. Is that okay? You give this to me whenever you give it to me. We're all good here, man. I don't hold you to a schedule. You hold yourself to a schedule. I mean, I try. I try my best. So, obviously, that means Chris O'Mealy, uh, the founder of CKCC Radio, is one of our guests this week. Welcome back, Chris. It is a pleasure to be here once again, even though I am still reeling from my near defeat to Great Balls of Maven 4. Oh, that's real. Well, wait a minute, but you didn't lose. I lost. <laughs> no, but I, it was an almost loss, and it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have even come close, but it did, and now I understand how to play this game. <laughs> Shut up. Listen, it took Decker a really, really long time to finally win this. And that is why John Eibach is back with us here, though this will be the first time you're hearing him. Hello, John. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I just want to let you know that when that matchup did happen, because it was so ridiculously absurd, I did vote for Decker for Great Balls of Maven 4, because it was just Mm. so over the top, I loved it. Wonderful. Yes. uh, I'm aware of why, why he got the votes. Oh, yeah. So entertaining. So the boogeyman, like, bit the dicks off. Remember that? (laughs) I forgot, but now I don't. (laughs) But I believe you did (laughs) offer us a prequel at some point, Chris. When's that going to happen? 
Uh, the next time Chris the, and I go one on one. No, the next time somebody, uh, next time somebody chooses to draft two thousand two, three, or four, they're they're not very popular years for wrestling. Or like, or they could book Joey Janela's Spring Break Part Two, the greatest cluster. Fuck. Oh, I didn't want an egg roll. Ooh. I would never book Joey Janela even in fantasy. <laughs> uh, right, so I know I'm safe to pick him. I once booked Steve Cruz in a show with a ceiling so small that he still mentions it to this day. He did do that. I mean, I, I don't know if it was you that found the... Uh... No, John found the building, but Cruz blames me. There you go. And I'm just rolling with it at this point. That was the inaugural GSW show, too. Oh, yeah, that was at the... Uh, was the um... Uh, the, the one, it was like a moose lodge or something. Yeah, something like that. Is that the tiniest building in the world? Oh, no, the building wasn't tiny. The ceiling was low. Actually, Which is funny because Cruz wasn't even the tallest person there. No, Springgate was. Springgate got in the ring and then he just lifted up his toes and he hit the ceiling. No, the only thing, the only thing he said was, I just hope my opponent knows how to work. Uh, I don't think he did. Oh, no, it was Troy Buchanan. He knew it worked. No, it was Jason Gotti. Oh, it Gotti. Oh, well. Listen, you can see him at CCW as the fill-in backup ring announcer that night in 2011 when he threw down the GSW title belt. Ooh. Yeah, John sent me that video. Uh, delete it immediately, please. Yeah, it's not good. The reason that John is back with us here, John Ibach, not John Salinas, uh, the reason that John Ibach is back with us here today is because we recorded under the pretense that Decker was not going to beat Jimmy Grape Soda. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, literal that, yes. unknown. <laughs> that only I knew that was winning for a little bit. And, uh, and then I think I was just like, come on, on Twitter. And uh, then somebody... And some folks are like, yeah, might as well. <laughs> and I think he's going to be pretty busy come tournament of champions time anyway, since the Bruins and I guess the Celtics are doing really well. Did they clinch yet? Um, the Bruins have not clinched. There's still a few weeks left in the season, but they're playing very well, though they're losing as we're recording. So I don't know that Jimmy Green Soto would have had the availability to have been in the tournament of champions anyway. Well, Jimmy, well, um, well, well, you're here in spirit. And I, I assure you, Jimmy will be back here on the A-Show, because that was oh, Jim- so much fun. Oh, yeah, he's such a great guy, man. I'm so glad I was able to reconnect with him. It was a bummer when the friendship dropped out, you know, how, how it did. You know, I was just like, oh, man, I wish he could be around. And now it's like, he's around again. Yay! <laughs> Well, you taking the lead actually opened up a door, and I actually talked to him once or twice, too, Chris. A super nice guy, so. Oh, yeah. Great. I made a new friend. Thank you. Friends, <laughs> friends are fun. As did I, uh, through podcasting and hockey and knowledge of the uh, the Charlie card system. <laughs> <laughs> so. At first, at first, I thought you were going to say the knowledge of the T. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to, but, like. I changed, I don't know why I changed it to the Charlie card system, because that's what you used to get on the T. So really, ah, there you go. it is knowledge of the T. But anyway, so we recorded this episode with John, and then Decker won. So now, John has to come back again. And the topic is going to be the same topic that we had recorded a couple weeks ago, 
And it's now very topical because this past weekend was WrestleMania weekend. And the new AEW-owned Ring of Honor held their Super Card of Honor. What we are doing here this week is we are doing the new Ring of Honor. And here's how it's going to work. Anyone who is not under WWE contract is eligible to be drafted. That includes AEW-contracted workers, which, as you saw, many of them were on the Super Card of Honor anyway. The only exception is that round seven, the wild card, will be any current WWE or NXT contracted wrestler. Uh, who did I pick again for my wild card? I can't remember. Oh, wow. I remember oh, who I picked. Yeah, I remember who you picked, too. Oh, I'm just drawing a blank. Damn it. Well, I was just happy because I was able to do the Max Caster rap on the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it again. I don't think it was to fill a spot in the main event. No, no, no. No, it usually isn't. Yeah, I cannot remember for the life of me. Three Brothers, John. Yes, that's what it was. I don't watch a whole lot of the NXT 2.0, and so I've only seen the Creed Brothers once, and it was the dark match at the house show here in Folkspare. And, I mean, it was a dark match, so it didn't do a whole lot for me. But I, I did start watching Stand and Deliver the other night, and uh, I watched the opening ladder match, and I only knew maybe half the people that were involved in it, although it was a a fairly decent ladder match. I really enjoyed it. So, with that said, Decker, go ahead and do the pick-a-number method for the draft order. I have my number. Go for it, Chris. What am I guessing? Number one and ten. Closest number wins. Seven. I'm going to go with six. John Ibach wins by one. The number was zero. <laughs> <laughs> I totally Didn't you just say one to ten? Oh, crap. Uh, well, you said one well, to ten. <clears throat> okay. Well, so, it, either, either way. I mean, what, like, if, if, I had to, if I had to put a, <laughs> one in. This is the, what I expect from somebody who would book Great Balls of Maven 4. It's fine. <laughs> Let's get to this thing. Oh my god, quick little bucks on my balls right now. You knew this was gonna happen when you invited me back. You knew. So, John will draft first, and as a reminder of the rules, you can draft singles wrestlers, tag teams, trios, stables, and then you gotta use them all together. Um, I guess the Ring of Honor world title, uh, all the current championships are in play. Mm. So and we'll use post um Supercard of Honor for this. So Jonathan Gresham, FTR, Wheeler Yuta, Minoru Suzuki, and interim women's champion Mercedes Martinez. So we are doing this under yeah. the assumption that Supercard has happened now? Oh, yeah. wait. No. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to delete that. So. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. So. I guess Jonathan Gresham is your champion, and that's about it. <laughs> and I guess at that point, the Briscoes are the tag champs. All right. right. How, about, how about this? Because we don't really have a list to work with. I'm just going to try to draft somebody, and you can tell me if I can have them or not. Okay. I'm going to now do this every round. <laughs> yes, Chris, you can have them. No, Chris, you cannot. <laughs> that That will get old after probably round three. I cannot wait for round four then. So, because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna change you're either gonna change your verbiage or your accent, and it's gonna be funny. 
Trust me, you don't want me to change my accent because I don't do any of them well. So, <laughs> um, I don't think I've I don't think I've listened to Matt do one impression once in my life except for uh, a friend right. of ours. All right, let's get this going. I need my main event of Mike Flights versus Sweet Bobby G to take place. Oh, that makes one of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only for the Mike Flight part, Sweet Bobby G can main event any arena. And oh, uh, he'll only agree to do it if we, if we uh, invite him to a Mets game again because we didn't do it last time. And he was yeah. kind of bummed. Oh, how and he still tells us. Game and not invite me. He, he, still, he still brings it up three years later. So. John, you have the first pick. Go ahead. All right. So we're going to start off. I apologize to you already, O'Malley, but I, my first draft pick is uh, the foundation of Jonathan Gresham with the ROH World Championship, Rhett Titus with the ROH Television Championship, Josh Woods with the Pure Title, and Tracy Williams. Okay. Why are you apologizing to me for that? Because I just took three belts off the table. Oh, well. Okay. I don't need belts to make a good show. Good. All right, my first draft pick is CM Punk. Okay. My second draft pick is going to be the Briscoe Brothers with the ROH Tag Team Championships. Okay, my second draft pick is FTR. Very nice. Uh, That was my strategy if you picked the Briscoes. I don't blame you. And if you had picked FTR, guess who I was going to pick? Was not what I intended to do anyway, so we're good there. My Third draft pick is uh, currently a free agent, showing up nowhere right now, uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Very good. He's still under a – is he under a 90-day or – I'm not I'm not asking if he's draftable. I'm asking out of general curiosity. No, he um, – that, that was the whole stick. The second that he was able to go, he could have he showed up anywhere. That's he awesome. He worked good his entire him. contract and just did not good renew for so. him. Yeah. Good for him. I I wish him the best. I'm going to draft the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. And here's the part where I curse you. Because <laughs> that, that was definitely next on my plate. Well, you should have picked him before you picked the other guys. I should have. And I thought about it. So at that point, let's go with the Young Bucks. Okay. You want to use the worst tag team in professional wrestling? You have fun with that. They have a following. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so know. I didn't. Hear, I didn't hear. I didn't hear him draft the varsity blondes. Come on. The room has a following too. I, I fail to see your point. Okay, so we got some good stuff going on here. Let's see. Who do I want next? This is where things get sticky because I'm doing a lot of this off the top of my head because I don't have a list to go off of. So I'm just thinking real quick. I'm going to draft Thunder Rosa, and then I'm going to go with uh, John Moxley with William Regal. Uh, Moxley. I'm trying to write down who you pick so I know. No problem. Who's off the table here. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I have Thunder Rosa. I know there's a lot of really good available female talent out there. Um, have we decided that Impact was draftable in this? Absolutely. Yeah. Because of the whole Forbidden Door thing? Okay. Then the what? I'd like to... I'd like to make my next draft pick Mickey James. My sixth pick, this is six, right? Correct. Is the trio from uh, Violence Unlimited of Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppin, and Homicide. Good. I wish I need a list of like tag teams right now. Hang on a second. Yeah, this is not what I wanted. Okay, here we go. I finally found what I was looking for. Now I just got to pick one. So who do I want? 
Is that who I want to go with? I'm just debating real quick. This is what I want to do. No, because they broke up. I could always put them back together, or I can do I can do this too. I have a I have a few options here. My sixth round draft pick is going to be a tag team. I would like to draft the tag team of Hiromu Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito. Oh, very cool. And this takes us to round seven. Correct. So that would be the wild card round. Mm-hmm. And keeping in the spirit of the pro- promotion we're working, I'm going to pull Pete Dunn. The other name does not exist. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to pull Pete Dunn and then team him up with Luke Gallows. Oh. <laughs> I got it. Butch and Luke. Oh, I got it. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. Come on, Decker. You got to work with me here, buddy. I'm fucking starving. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> this is great radio. Angry. I am angry. I'm going to drive Lancaster and beat you up. <laughs> You're not going to beat me up after that drive. I know how far you are from me. All right. All right. Decker, I would like to see you try to beat me up. I'm not saying you can't. I just want to see it. Matt, I totally thought he was going to say, I'd like to be beat up by you, Decker. <laughs> and don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Your turn, Chris. Yeah, I got to pick. I got to pick from the... Uh, the E roster now, and I've I've got a few I'm I'm debating with, yeah. but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the guy that's uh, that I think I could get some use out of here. I'd like to draft Finn Balor. Very nice. And I keep him as Finn Balor though, because I actually do prefer that name over Prince Devitt. That's a solid wild card pick. Well, thank Absolutely. you. All right. So up next, I am going to take the team of the best friends uh, with Chuck Trent. Orange Cassidy, and Yuta. Yeah, see, I see what you're doing. You're basically just drafting huge stables together so you can work with a lot of talent. Uh, not really. There's ideas of where I want to go with most of the people that are involved in it. Okay. That's fine. I mean, you're going to do your show first before I am, so I, I'll know what I'm in for. <laughs> Might be bad, but we'll see. Uh, this is going to make my uh, Nerd Table podcast co-host very happy. Because I am a Fanhausen, and I will draft Danhausen to my show. All right. And then, keeping with the thing that you apparently said I'm going with, my next pick is the House of Black, with Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. Very good. That's a good pick. Uh, very solid talent all around there. Absolutely. My next draft pick is for the Lucha Brothers. Okay. My next pick is uh, the ROH six-man tag team champions of the Righteous. Yeah, white rice kicks ass. Did you say the righteous or white rice? White rice. Okay, not the righteous. Yeah, I don't know who those guys are. That's that's not that's not any offense, but I thought uh, I thought Shane Taylor Promotions was the six man title. Uh, I believe they lost them at the last show of the year. Ah, I'm not mistaken. Once again, I'm looking at some tag teams. Let's see. There's some good choices still out there. Who should I go with? Well, I can't draft him because he's in WWE. I mean, I can't, and I can't draft the other team I was just looking at either because one half of them is currently signed elsewhere. So that's okay. That's okay. You know, I think, I think the impact, 
I, I definitely think a list of impact personnel is going to help me out here because I have no idea who's even on their roster anymore. I don't think I've actually looked at their roster in a really long time. Ooh, I have an idea. Let's see if this is what I want to do with this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're going to come in as a tag team, but this is going to get me a title on my show. I draft the team of Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. What title would would you have there? Matt Cardona is currently the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Just wanted to clarify that's the one you're going with, yeah. Oh, not the digital media champion. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's an opening. There's the internet championship. You know, there's so many titles that Cardona had his hands on, so. Mm-hmm. All right. And you yeah, did take the title the... collector deal. He is. You did the Lucha Brothers already, correct? I do have the Lucha Brothers, yes. Okay. Then for my next pick, I am going to go with uh, Pac. You bastard. No, no, he's the bastard. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. (laughs) I can book mixed teams, right? Like if I wanted to book a guy and a girl together, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I can Mm -hmm. use them together? Right. (laughs) No. (laughs) Then we're going to call him Johnny Honor, and I'm going <laughs> to book him with Taya Valkyrie. Very cool. <laughs> well done. What was your name in WWE again? I forget. Frankie Monet. Oh, yes. yes, yes. All right. Let's do uh, Andrade. Good. Good pick. <clears throat> and I will book my next mixed team. The team of Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis. All right. Uh, next up, we are going to do, uh, from the Dark Order, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Okay. Nice. I will take Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. Okay. And let's do Jungle Boy. Just Jungle Boy. <laughs> Just Jungle Boy. Okay. You can have Luchasaurus if you want him. <laughs> Fuck no. Then you want Marco Stunt. Is that what you're getting at? Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, I took Joey Janela before I took Marco Stunt. Holy shit. Okay. I'm going to draft the bunny and rename her Allie, and she's going to be teaming with Rosemary. We're going to reunite them. All right. All right, so we're back to me. Let's mm-hmm. take a look here. I am going to go with Eddie Kingston. I'm actually surprised you didn't take him earlier. I am too. But I just found the spot for him. He was a backup for something. Eddie I, is always a solid pick. Always. I draft AEW World Champion Hangman Adam Page. Alrighty. And I am going to counter your Adam Page with Brandon Cutler. <laughs> solid pick. Solid thank pick. you. Thank you. I draft. I love when he gets called Landon. That's my favorite. <laughs> I draft as a six-person unit, Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Very nice. And I am going to go with, I don't believe you picked him. I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. I have not picked him. I was Very good. I, potentially eyeing him, but that's okay. I draft Jay Lethal. And I am going to go with Josh Alexander. Ooh, very good. No okay. Josh Alexander, who you can see this Saturday night at Excite Wrestling in Johnson City, New York. Ooh, that's a segue. <laughs> All right. Back to you, right? Yes. I'm drafting a six-person unit right now. Well, I guess I don't have to draft them all at once. 
but I'm trying. I, I'd like to draft them all at once because I'm going to use them together anyway. I'm trying to then see who can. I want. Well, like I've, if you I've figured out who two are, I'm trying to figure out who the third one's going to be. If you draft them all together, you have to use them together. But if you do no, I'm aware of that. All right, you know what? Then I'm just going to draft one separately and come back to this. I am going to, well to draft NJ MJF with Wardlow. Okay. I don't know if Wardlow's going to work, but he's going to be there. And words that I never thought would come out of my mouth. I'm going to draft QT Marshall. QT Marshall, you mean. Oh, yes, Marshall. I apologize. No, I just think it's funny because every every time I've ever heard somebody say QT Marshall, somebody aggressively corrects them. And I'm like, (laughs) he's not that important for you to get that worked up over. Oh, QT Marshall's awesome. I love QT. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying that, like, there's no need to get that. You know, it would have been a fun, I just realized, you know, it would have been a really funny wild card pick if I drafted Cody. Huh. All right. Who are, okay. As a six person unit, I draft Team Taz, and that would be Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook with Taz. Solid pick. I like that I just wrote down Team Taz slash Taz on my roster thing. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know who I'm using. Team Taz, conveniently, with Taz. Also, who the hell is Powerhouse Hoobs? I am not spelling good tonight. <laughs> you know what? You know what actually is kind of great about Team Taz? That they have that team is so solid. You know, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook. They've superseded fucking Taz. You know what I mean? Like so many that like they could have put so many guys together and it would be like, oh, fucking Taz's dude. No guys, and they're all great. You know what's freaking awesome? The debut of Hook. When you just see Taz standing up at the announce desk clapping for him, it's just like, dude, that's awesome. That's such a proud dad right there. Like, that's such like a proud dad moment. I love shit like that. All right. Let's see here. I'm going to draft. It's my turn, right? Yep. It is. Uh, Matt Taven. Ooh, that's a good pick. Very good pick. All right. Let's take a look. Luchas or? Yeah, no. Not happening. Michael Nakazawa. There's another one that's not happening. Ah, he almost took him. You can have him if you want. <laughs> I ain't taking him. Uh, yeah, let's go with, uh, Sammy Guevara. And just for shits and giggles, I'll take Tay Conti with her, with him. Why not? Because did you know that they're together? <laughs> uh, actually, this is the first time I heard of it. Yeah. All right. How about PJ Black? How about PJ Black and his missing fingers? Oh, shit. I. Totally forgot about. You that. forgot about that too, right? Well, I, well, I don't think it's. Black. I don't know if he actually got them reattached or not. I just remember that was a thing. And God, I felt bad when I heard that story. I have no idea what you're talking about. <clears throat> uh, PJ Black was in a skydiving accident and lost like three fingers. Oh, when was this? Around the time the last season of Lucha Underground was airing. So oh, okay. I'm assuming everything's fine now, but it's still like every time I hear his name, I'm like, Ugh, I cringe because I can just think about being in a skydiving accident. Now, I mean, if it's three fingers, but it's like two on one hand and one on another hand, I mean, that's, 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 that's not too bad. If he lost like the three middle fingers on one hand and then just had to navigate with a thumb and a pinky, that would suck a dick. <laughs> like the guy who got his fingers chopped off on dark side of the ring, yeah. his thumb, his thumbs. I, I, I mean, I've watched a lot of the Dark Side of the Ring, but I can't think of specifics. Pretty sure it was the XPW episode. Oh, and speaking of one, I didn't watch. <laughs> because <laughs> I, fuck I, Rob I, Black. I had zero desire to watch anything about XPW. No, I had to because fuck Rob Black. I had to, I had to hear people shit talking. 
our guest next week almost picked XPW, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why? Find out who it is. You'll understand. I already know who it is. I draft Darby Allen with Sting. All right. Let's do uh, Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser. Okay. I'd like to make my announcer pick next. Okay. For play-by-play, I would like to draft Ian Riccoboni. Okay. By himself? Can I draft my whole team at once? Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought I had to like draft nah, one you, and then I can draft a No, nah, cuz you have to use them together and they're they're used together as a counter team. Okay. So Ian Riccoboni's going to do play-by-play for me and then I'm going to pull him out of retirement against his will and put Jim Cornette as my color guy. Wasn't that the exact team I had, Matt? I think it I may have been. Had, yeah, but I yeah, and then Corny <laughs> the team with Kenny Omega, and then, and then, oh. <laughs> yeah, the, I, the, when I did, it was Ring of Honor 2010, I think I chose Ian Riccoboni and Cornette as the, uh, as the, the team, and then, uh, Kenny's like, oh, and then my wild card was The Undertaker, and Kenny Omega took on The Undertaker, and he's like, Mr. Cornette, can you help me? So, I'll do a quick, a quick, uh, plug for the CKCC video YouTube channel. But we're starting to, I'm starting to do a show where I just do Royal Rumbles in, uh, <laughs> just sim some Royal Rumbles in 2K22. Uh, if you, if you set it right and you set it, you, you set the difficulty to legend mode and put the timer at 30 second intervals, you can get an entire Rumble done in 30 minutes. So it doesn't take friggin' forever. And you can set the timer intervals to be like 180 minutes, which is insane. And I would not recommend that. But, one of the things I wanted to do was I was like, I want to do a a Jim Cornette fuck the world rumble and just pick oh 30 God. people that Jim Cornette hates, which will not be hard to fill at all. So well, if no. anybody out there has made a Jim Hurd call, I might actually oh download it. You investigate that on your own time. <laughs> I, I'm part of the cult of Cornette. I know damn well who he hates. It's It's not a hard list to come up with. All you got, all I have to do is just throw a rock at the AEW roster. I'm probably going to get it right. All right. Whose turn is it? It's uh, yours. I just got my announcers. Oh, okay. Then I need announcers. I am going to go with Tony Schiavone. And did you take Taz with Team Taz? I did. Then I'm going to take Excalibur. I'm sorry, but I got the better end of the deal on that one. Oh, do you? <laughs> Dude, I got Riccoboni. He might be I, the best play-by-play in wrestling right now. Okay. It's uh, just an opinion. I have a 10-match card, so now I'm just going to start drafting some people to have some fun with. So give me old Chris Jericho. I'll find something for him to do. All righty. Let's see here. Uh, Kenny King. Christian Cage. Cheeseburger. I could go for a cheeseburger. Colt Cabana. Delirious. Ah, good one. I didn't even think about him. I don't even know where I'm going to put some of these people. If I draft somebody, I have to use them in some capacity, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can't Uh, just C-block. I can't bench him after I've already drafted them. Okay. By the way, I just realized this, but Ricky Starks is the FTW champion unofficially. I I will be using that title. Throwing that out there real quick. I'm going to draft them together, and I will actually use them together. Uh, Brock Anderson 
and Pillman Jr. I'm going to take Tony Khan. Khan! I should take Dixie Carter. No. Who runs Impact now, anyway? I'll be Scott Demore. Oh, Amelia goes, I pick Nick Khan. His first segment is, you are all fired, and that is his show. Well, that, now that you've spoiled my show, I guess i got to come up with something else. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, i got a curveball for you. I draft Shane McMahon. He is well, not signed. I am going to draft uh, Dave Prezak. Prezak, okay. I think at this point I am actually done with uh, who I want on here as far as, like, who I'm actually going to use and what I'm going to do with people. So I'm thinking about possibly giving it up, but I am actually going to put Leva Bates on my show. Go for it. I'm going to do her a solid. All right. So let's see. I see him listed on this site as uh, Taylor Rust. Did they change his name on him? As far as I know, no. Okay. I don't know if it's a typo or not, but kind of irrelevant. Uh, just call him Tyler. Make it easy on yourself. Right. Right. That sounds like a typo to me. Uh, should I draft, like, do you want me to draft, like, agents or anything? Or no. Referees or? Nope. No. Okay. That's just thinking, wow, they're drafting a lot of people. This is going to take forever. Well, not really. I've already pretty much got a card set up, so. All right, then how about we go with Dalton Castle? Good pick. Alex Zane. Okay. I'm, I'm calling it, by the way. I'm done. Ninja Mac, who debuted this past weekend. All right. I can go ahead and delete your list then because I'm I'm done with mine, so. I am pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy. All right. We'll be back with the cards here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not. My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev. And then my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try on a scale point twenty five to five being the best. We talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and I don't know anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong. And if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at 
PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore talks. We are back here on the A Show on CKCC Radio. Thank you for joining us, Matt and Chris. Chris O'Mealy, our founder, our proud founder of CKCC Radio. John Ibach, proud, proud founder of something, I'm sure. I, I found a penny one day and it was at the up. <laughs> I get jokes. <laughs> so, the man with the puns here, John Ibach, <laughs> is uh, going to present his card first. This is Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor. Much like this past weekend, but completely different. But completely different. All right, so Supercard of Honor uh, opens up with a uh, Tony Khan in the ring, and he welcomes everybody to the new age of uh, Ring of Honor. He talks about how, as a child, he was always a friend, uh, a fan of Ring of Honor, and uh, it's really excited for him to have his ha- hands on the company now to do what he'd like to do with it. And with that said, we're going to get things going. Everybody have a great night. Uh, he takes a seat at ringside because he wants to watch things. And uh, we open up the show with an international four-way dance featuring uh, Pac, or Pac, versus Andrade, versus Jungle Boy, versus Stu Grayson with Evil Uno in his corner. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's an international high flyers match, obviously, because of the people involved. And uh, it's exactly what you would expect of it. Uh, dives to the outside um, like, like crazy. Uh, a bunch of moves that you you couldn't even, you know, put together in your head if you were four Jack Daniels and Cokes deep, much mm-hmm. like I, I couldn't. And uh, the ending comes when uh, Stu Grayson uh, is laid out in the middle of the ring. Uh, Pat goes to the top, and he lands his black arrow for the pin. Our second match out, another uh, Ring of Honor matchup, is the matchup between QT Marshall and Brandon Cutler. <laughs> the match goes uh, about minute and a half before the locker room empties out and a bunch of people hit the ring, uh, more or less chasing or laying out QT Marshall and Brandon Cutler. Uh, there's people there like PJ Black, Matt Taven, Kenny King, Cheeseburger, Delirious, uh, Taylor, Tyler Rust, Dalton Castle. Uh, there is uh, the Foundation, the Briscoes, Alex Zane. I don't know if I said him. Let me see here. I see. I see where this is going. Right. The entire locker room pretty much empties out of uh, Ring of Honor's people. And uh, John Gresham gets on the mic. Uh, He says that he's a little bit annoyed and he's talking to Tony Khan because we're two matches into the show and we have yet to see one Ring of Honor wrestler. Uh, He talks about how they've worked for their spots in this company. They bled for their belts. And he has read the buzz on the Internet, the rumors that were going on prior to that Tony Khan wasn't sure where Ring of Honor was going to end up on TV. And the entire office of Ring of Honor got uh, terminated and that these guys after tonight may not have jobs. So Tony bought Ring of Honor with no real plans. He has no TV planned. Rumor has it, like he said, he's letting go with three quarters of the roster. So it seems at this point they have nothing to lose. At which point, why, why does this sound like something that would actually happen? Right. Well, you. I mean, this is kind of based off real life because those rumors were everywhere. Uh, so Jay Briscoe grabs the mic and he says that if they have nothing to lose and they have everything to gain. So he's issuing a challenge to Tony Khan. How about you man up and put Friday nights on TBS on the line? If we Whoa. win, nice. if we win, ROH gets the time slot and the tradition and uh, uh, the honor of Ring of Honor uh, lives on. 
Tony Khan thinks about it for a moment, and he goes walking to the back. As he goes to the back, the Young Bucks come out on the stage. They have a mic, and they said that as executive VPs uh, of AEW, and since AEW owns ROH, they're going to make the decision. So how about we up the ante, and we go all in. Tonight's main event, five on five. If Team Ring of Honor wins, then they get the time slot they want. But when Team AEW wins, they get every single piece of gold that Ring of Honor has to offer. The <laughs> World Championship, the TV Championship, the Pure Championship, the Tag Team Championship, the Women's Championship, and the Six-Man Tag Team Championship. That is exactly how the Young Bucks would book it, too. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe uh, looks over at Jonathan Gresham, ignores everybody else in the ring, and he says, you're on. All the titles on the line against Friday nights on TBS. As the crowd is buzzing, uh, Vincent of the Righteous comes up from behind and he shoves Jay Briscoe. He turns around, they start badmouthing one another, and all of a sudden there's a little bit of a pull apart in the ring as Gresham tries to keep everybody cool and the, uh, the group heads to the back. By the way, just for the record, I know what you're going for here, but you did not need that many people to take out Brandon Cutler. Oh, I know. I know. One I, would have I, sufficed. Want, I wanted the visual of like Ring of Honor coming together. Ne- negative one would have sufficed. <laughs> just not in New York, because you may be unjustly fined. <laughs> okay. So match number three is a six-man tag team match. It's the team of Violence Unlimited, which is Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppin, and uh, uh, Homicide taking on the House of Black. I know Tony oh. Deppin. I know that guy. Yeah, hell of a guy. So it's a good, solid match that shows off the brawling of people like Homicide and Dickinson and the striking and the technical game of Deppin, Black, Matthews. The finish comes towards the end of the match when everybody's laid out except for uh, Buddy Matthews and Tony Deppin. They do some grappling, and Tony manages to lock in his chicken wing cattle mutilation that he's been using recently. Inside the ring, Buddy Matthews has his hand up, and he's about to tap when Brody King rolls in underneath the ring, ready to break up the pin, and he hesitates for just a half a second, and it's too long because Tony Deppin, or uh, Buddy Matthews, taps. So Violence Unlimited is your winners. Malachi Black leaves the ring. Buddy Matthews leaves the ring, and there's just a moment between Brody King and the and uh, Violence Unlimited, as he was a former member before signing with AEW. I mean, if, right. if who's going to tap, right? Like, it's got to be the little guy. Eh, not necessarily. I actually had Malachi written in there until the end. But well, I, um, think, I think that's a better decision. I'm yeah. thinking as a booker. Oh, I understand. I understand. So up on the screen, there's a... Uh, a backstage vignette that shows the Ring of Honor locker room where people are arguing back and forth about the decision of putting all the titles on the line. Vincent says he has no issues defending their belts, but if they're not going to be part of the main event, then nobody speaks for them. Mm. Match number four is a uh, a solid technical match as Tracy Williams, a member of the foundation, does battle with uh, Pete Dunn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A- another great grappling match. Uh, <coughs> During the match, you know, they, they work the joints. They, they do uh, beat Dunn's thing with, you know, injuring the arm and the wrist and the fingers. And uh, Dunn goes for the bitter end on multiple occasions. Uh, Williams manages to get out each time. Uh, Williams tries for the cross face uh, and some of his trademark moves. At one point, they end up on the uh, second rope battling with Williams facing to the outside. 
done uh, positions themselves for a gut wrench to give Tracy the bitter end uh, off the top. Bill Williams fights his way back, so he lands on the second rope, nails the pile driver off the second ropes for the win. The next match up is uh, the Righteous as they come to the ring, and they said, as they said in the back, that they are not okay with somebody else putting their tag team titles on the six-man tag titles on the line, so they're issuing an open challenge. And they got permission from the Young Bucks, so let's see who they bring out from the back. And out come the best friends. That is, uh, okay. so we have uh, Trent, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy who will be participating, and we have Yuta at ringside. It's a six-man tag match. Uh, most of the guys are highly skilled in doing the, you know, the, the six-man tags. One because they're the champions, other because of their backgrounds. Uh, Two, Chikara. <laughs> right? Orange Cassidy does his shtick in the ring at the expense of Vincent. But during the match, the, the, there's a little murmur about the crowd, and that's because William Regal comes walking out from the back. And he comes down to ringside where Yuta is, out there supporting the best friends. He uh, exchanges words with Yuta and smacks him in the face. Yuta takes it. Regal turns around and starts to walk to the back. Yuta looks at the ring, and he follows Regal. Right before they pass through the curtain, Ryugal reaches over to the merch stand, grabs a Blackpool Combat Club t-shirt, and hands it to Yuta and, uh, as they disappear through the curtain. The finish comes as everybody in the ring is hitting their finishers, and ba- uh, Bateman lays out OC as Dutch starts to go to the top from the inside. Uh, Chuck Taylor bumps the ref into the ropes, making Dutch land great grain first on the top rope. Chuck sneaks in from behind him, hits the awful waffle from the top using the ropes for assistance, and uh, a barely conscious Orange Cassidy drapes his arms over Dutch as we get our winners, the best friends, as new ROH six-man tag team champions. Ooh. All right, which leaves us with, oh, let's say two more matches. Our next matchup is a uh, another match that really goes to the style I like. It's uh, power or suplexes grappling, and that would be Josh Alexander taking on Samoa Joe. Oh, oh man. I watched the shit out of that. Needless to say, they beat the snot out of one one another using just what God gave them as their gifts. They're suplexing one another. They are striking heavy. Um, towards the end, Josh goes for the rear naked choke. Joe tries to go for the ending of like uh, Piper Bread at WrestleMania 8, uh, where he walks up the ropes. But as he gets his feet up to the top ropes, Josh Alexander just lets go of him and he dumps him on the back of his head. Josh Alexander drops down, just hooks the legs, and gets the three count. Backstage. We have an interview, and the interview is with the Young Bucks. They state that tonight AEW takes over another piece of the wrestling world. While they're talking, Eddie Kingston approaches them. He says that he knows what they have planned tonight, and he asks them if they're crazy, because in this wrestling, there's a lot of untrustworthy people, and some of those people just happen to be on their team. The Young Bucks says, trust us, we know what to do when the going gets tough, and that brings us to our main event. Dude, I like that. Because that is exactly how Eddie Kingston would handle the situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big Eddie Kingston fan since I first saw him. I don't know many people that can make you believe as much as Eddie Kingston can when he's in that ring. Whether some, it's selling or his promos, everything he does, you believe it 100%. I'm not going to say he's the best talent on the AEW roster, but he's the most real. Real. That's he's exactly, the most that's real the guy on that. With him. Yeah, on that show, on that roster, he is a hundred percent the most real. Absolutely. We get the announcement for the main event. The main event is going to be a five-on-five match. However, we will have the entry into the match in war game style, where they're going to come out uh, two men at first, and then one at 
uh, at predetermined intervals. Match can only be won once all ten men are in the ring, and it's pitfall, submission, or surrender. So our first entrant into the match is the ROH World Champion, and that is Jonathan Gresham. And he will be starting off against one of the members of Team AEW, which we really haven't learned tonight, as the screen flashes and says, Claudio Castagnoli is all elite. So we start off with John Gresham and Claudio Castagnoli for a solid five minutes of some of the the best wrestling you're going to see. These are two guys who know the sport inside and out. They know reversals, counters, and, you know, they really get the crowd going. Uh, entrant number, there is a coin flip in the back, obviously. And surprisingly, it is, uh, entrant number three comes from team ROH, and that is Mark Briscoe. From here, the guys start coming to the ring. Entrant number four is Matt Jackson for team AEW. Entrant number five is Rhett Titus for, uh, who is the television champion for team ROH. Entrant number six is where things start getting a little weird. Uh, what happens is, uh, entrant number six, first out through the curtain, is William Regal. And behind him comes Wheeler Yuta. As they walk down and they're making their way around the ring, getting ready to get in, Wheeler Yuta happens to pass by Tracy Williams. They exchange a look. They exchange a smile. And that's enough for it. Eddie Kingston comes barreling through the crowd, hits Yuta with a backhand, knocks him out cold, dives in the <laughs> ring. Eddie Kingston is man number six. <laughs> Who's the sixth man, Gorilla? <laughs> He's screaming at everybody that I told you he couldn't be trusted. There's a lot of bastards in this ring. And you know how King's mouth <laughs> just goes. Uh, entrant number seven is Jay Briscoe, Nick Jackson, John Woods, and entrant number 10 is John Moxley. So finally, we got all 10 men in the ring. It's going crazy. Um, we get the, the whole waterfall of finishes. And uh, at, towards the very end, we are in the ring, and it's Jonathan Gresham and Claudio, the two men that started it off. Gresham goes for... Uh, a rolling cannonball into the corner where Claudio's sitting. Claudio catches him, stands him up into position for the neutralizer. He's just about to drop him on his head when out of nowhere, Kingston hits Claudio with a back fist, knocks him out, Gresham lands on top for the three count. Uh-oh. So, so the rivalry between Eddie Kingston and Claudio Cascagnoli rears its ugly head once again, but on the good side, ROH gets to keep their titles. They now have a TV time slot. The only question is, why would Eddie Kingston do this? And as he backs off down the aisle with everybody looking on in shock, Jonathan Gresham locks eyes with him, and Kingston says, you owe me. Fade to black. Ooh, very good. tease. <clears throat> very good. Yeah, I've got, wow. I've got teasers set up on mine, too. Very well done. Um, the only The only names – oh, you're welcome. The only names I did not hear were uh, um, Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser. They were part of that ROH segment, yeah, the one where everybody hit the ring. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I just started grabbing names at that point to fill up the ring a little bit more and make ROH look <clears throat> hardy. Not a problem. So, Amelie, how do you counter that? All right, so Ring of Honor <clears throat> Super Card of Honor opens up with our announced team of Ian Riccoboni and Jim Cornette welcoming us to the show. They're doing the old school style where they're standing in front of the ring. They got the camera on them. They're talking about the purchase of Ring of Honor by Tony Khan. What's going to happen here? We're not really sure. And all of a sudden, something completely unexpected happens. They hear, here comes the money, and out comes Shane McMahon in a full shuffle. Here comes the money. Here we go. And Shane grabs the microphone and says, well, you were right about something. The name on the contract 
does read Khan, Nick Khan. And here oh. comes the evil owner, Nick Khan. Yeah, you, I had this idea in my head and you friggin' almost blew my spot. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. Nick Khan comes out and says that he has appointed Shane McMahon, the new owner of Ring of Honor. And Shane's very, very first act is to bring some honor back to Ring of Honor. And while he does not have possession of the Ring of Honor title, he does own the contract for the AEW champion. And right out the gate, he brings out a talent that he feels has been misutilized in Jay Lethal and books him to open the show against Hangman Adam Page for the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. Very nice. There is your opening match. Get some cowboy shit. Gets a little black machismo. And in about 10 minutes, Jay Lethal pulls the upset win, becomes the new AEW champion, and walks out with Shane McMahon with a big smile on his face. Oh, my God. Crowd has no idea what to make of this now. This is a whole new era. Uh, in the back, <clears throat> we're interviewing Mickey James. And pretty simple little promo. She says tonight... She's gonna get, she's gonna get that knockout title back eventually. Uh, first things first. She's gonna, la- she's laser focused on defeating Thunder Rosa. We also Ooh. catch up with FTR. And they have decided to issue an open challenge for tonight. Cause they said, you know what? There are no tag team titles here. But with the All Elite Wrestling titles being broken up, what with, uh, Jungle Boy being drafted away from Luchasaurus, that created an automatic vacancy of the AEW tag titles. And FTR says, how about this? We'll issue an open challenge. If you beat us, you're the champs. If we beat you, we walk away as the new champions. So an open challenge from FTR. Match number two at the gate is the Thunder Rosa-Mickey James match. Quick seven-minute match. Best of both worlds. Thunder Rosa does go over, but Mickey James is still going to be on her path. Then we cut to a segment from earlier tonight before everything went down. It was Danhausen running into Finn Balor backstage. And Danhausen is being kind of a dickhausen right now. Ha! Ah. You know, I hear you used to be a prince. You can be as much of a you can be as royal as you want, but nothing can defeat. There's nothing more evil than Danhausen. Very nice, very evil. And Finn just kind of smirks at him and says, We'll see about that. Match number three. Mixed tag team match, the newly christened Johnny Honor teaming up with Taya Valkyrie takes on Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis. Maria, of course, cuts a scathing promo walking to the ring about how they're the true power couple in pro wrestling. But Johnny and Taya are victorious after about seven minutes. Afterwards, Maria screams and slaps Mike right in the face and walks out on him. Poor Mike Bennett's just sitting there confused. Like, what the fuck? What would I do? I mean, okay, he got pinned by Johnny, but that's not the point. You know, Maria just being a little dramatic. Uh, we're catching up with the bunny backstage. Once again, going as the name Allie. She runs into those damn mean girls. Cassie Lee, Jessica McKay. They are now the inspiration with two eyes. And they're teasing her. They're bullying her. And Leva Bates shows up and says she's got her back. And they're going to have a match later on. Leva Bates is going to team up with Allie to take on Cassie and Jessica. We also catch up with one of those classic backstage vignettes from Adam Cole and his boys, Red Dragon. And they're talking about Team Taz. 
classic stuff, multiple camera shots, the eyebrow from Bobby Fish, the smirk from Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole says Team Taz doesn't have a chance against us. Match four, Lucha Brothers come out, and they are challenged by Brian Myers and NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Matt Cardona in a tag team match. It's a pretty good back-and-forth match. You get some really good high spots out of the Lucha Brothers, and just when it looks like they're about to pull off the win, Ray Phoenix is attacked from behind, behind the referee's back, by Chelsea Green. Pushes him off the top rope. Cardona capitalizes. Wins the match. Cuts a scathing promo. Rips on everybody involved with Ring of Honor. Talks about how the NWA is the superior technical wrestling promotion. And a very surprising person comes out to defend the honor of Ring of Honor. Somebody who's never worked there before. But it's Chris Jericho, the seasoned veteran. Jericho gives him the business. Takes his usual cheap shots, references his failures as Zack Ryder, being an internet guy and everything. This, of course, leads to a scuffle. It's a two-on-one, but it's okay because Christian Cage makes the save for his old buddy Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho, Christian Cage versus Matt Cardona and Brian Myers is heavily teased for a future a future match. A future WWE Superstars match. WWE Superstars <laughs> match, exactly. <laughs> Right after American Gladiators on Fox Live. <laughs> now, remember Superstars is like where they had like the dark matches? Like they would film it before Raw? Or main event? Main event, yeah. Superstars at 1.2, yeah. I think we're thinking more of the Saturday morning Superstars. That uh, I would have Superstars of Wrestling. I would have said WWF. Shane's in his new digs, and here comes two men he wanted to see. CM Punk and Brian Danielson. He tells them... Obviously, they have some history together. He says, tonight, you're going to be in the main event, and whichever one of you wins, you get the next shot at the AEW champion, Jay Lethal. Punk and Danielson, and that's the last thing Shane says. He goes, go out there and have the style of match that we know you can have in Ring of Honor. Punk and Danielson will be your main event tonight. So here comes Allie out to the ring. She gets in the ring. Leva Bates is walking out next. Leva Bates gets destroyed from behind by Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay and is taken out of the equation. What's Allie going to do? Is she going to go it alone? Nope. Here comes Rosemary to even the odds. Rosemary and Allie reunite, and they take out the Mean Girls. Little reunion there. We get a Team Taz promo responding to Adam Cole. It's exactly what you'd expect from a Taz promo. Oh, Joey Numbers. <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn. Uh, I'm gonna choke you out. See the 13th. Exactly. He, he he just says all the words that are on the back of that T-shirt that Kev had. <laughs> While the other guys say nothing. <coughs> the the 40 on. words to describe Taz. <laughs> Dojo. Uh, Shane, <laughs> uh, Shane's back in his digs. Here comes MJF, and he's like, "You know who the real future of this company is, right? Obviously, it's me." And before he can kind of finish his point, he's interrupted by Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, who also believe they're the future of the company. And Shane says, you know what? You guys really are the future here, and I'm going to let you prove it right now. Triple threat. Get out there. So MJF, accompanied by Wardlow, takes on Sammy Guevara, accompanied by Tay Conti, and Darby Allen, accompanied by Sting. This is a 13-minute match, give or take. 
You get all the high spots you would want. You get a couple of good dives from Darby, laying his shit in, looking like he's going to kill himself. Sammy Guevara doing his best work. And, of course, a little bit of uh, flirty action with Tay Conti as she shakes her ass. But Wardlow, Wardlow ain't having none of this. And every he tries to interfere. But, of course, Sting is there. Sting coming out with Darby. Sting makes Wardlow a non-threat. Tay Conti fails to create interference. And MJF wins. And he and as he's celebrating his victory, he's clearly pointing at his waist and doing the the gesture. Y'all know the gesture. Yeah, the the uh, the Dick Destiny gesture. Exactly. As uh, MJF leaves to paralyze her by finger eleven. <laughs> <laughs> FTR's open challenge is answered by the team of Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr., who are here to leave a legacy. Unfortunately, this they are squashed in very, very quick fashion as FTR proves that they are the best tag team in the world. And they say, that's right, we are now the honorary tag team champions here. But then the lights go out and you hear very familiar music. It sounds like the music you would hear in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Forbidden Door is kicked down as Hiromu Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito approach the ring and challenge FDR to a 16-minute back-and-forth excellent tag team match with a lot of strong style involved. But FTR still pull off the win, however, just barely. The finish is actually a roll-up from Dax on Takahashi, and they just squeak out that victory. In fact, he even hooks the rope at one point just to guarantee their victory, and they scurry the hell out of there because they don't want any more part of strong style right now. That means we get to hear that amazing FTR entrance music at least three times on this show. You are, absolutely <laughs> you are. <laughs> Adam Cullen, Red Dragon, take on Hook, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. It's about I, awesome Adam Cole music twice though. <laughs> yes. Well, Adam I, Cole, boom enthusiast. <laughs> boom enthusiast. After boom, about yeah. eighteen minutes, they are victorious. Adam Cole, of course, is berating Taz after the fact. And as he turns around to get one more Adam Cole Bebe in, Taz comes up from behind and chokes him out with the Taz mission. The Kate Hajime. And Adam Cole taps to the delight of the crowd who pop. Of course, Fish and O'Reilly get him out of there. So while Team Taz did not win the match, they stand tall at the end. One day, I will finally make my Adam Cole remix with Adam Cole... Uh, it's all about the boom, but the boom is John Madden from the Tenactin commercials. <laughs> you know, it's all about the boom. Well, Dan Housen was wrong. There is something that's very nice and very evil here at Ring of Honor. The lights turn red, and out comes the demon. Finn Balor once again returns as the demon and destroys Dan Housen. Not even three minutes. Just done. Little coup de gras, and that's the end of Danhausen. The most evil is the demon. Your main event, CM Punk versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson with the classic handshake. This is exactly what you would expect. It is a technical masterpiece at the... What? Uh, it's exactly what you expect. I imagine them coming out there and just being like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give them something unexpected, and then they just, like... uh I don't know. They, they they have like a big guy match. 
They, like, they reenact uh, the Andre Big John Stud Body Slam Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> they just spoon in the middle of the ring. They have a Punjabi prison match. Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, this is, of course, an excellent match, and it actually reaches a 30-minute time limit draw, but receives a standing ovation from the crowd, which, of course, leads the announcers to wonder, who's getting the title match? Well, here comes Jay Lethal with Shane, and Lethal says... Show me what you got. (laughs) Lethal convinces Shane to go into sudden death overtime. Brett Sean style. And a couple of minutes go by with the action coming back. However, there is interference by way of MJF, who blatantly screws over CM Punk because of their history. So Danielson does end up winning the match. This, of course, causes a huge brawl between Lethal and MJF because that wasn't a very honorable thing to do. MJF doesn't give a shit about honor. He's not here to shake hands and kiss babies. They start brawling. MJF's got the upper hand on him. Cabanas comes out to make the save because Colt's going to fight for a little bit of Ring of Honor here, but he gets taken out by Wardlow. This causes Shane to try to interfere. And he gets a couple of good hits in, but it essentially Wardlow takes him out as well. And as MJF walks out with the belts, he is stopped at the top of the ramp by CM Punk, who hits him with the GTS on the ramp, takes the belt, and Punk, Lethal, and Danielson celebrate in the ring as MJF just looks on forlorn and just says over and over again, it's mine. I'm Ooh. coming for the belt. MJF's a dick. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, So that is my Supercard of Honor, a show that I would 100% watch in real life, whether you would prefer my show or John's. That's up to you, but you guys know how to to vote, right? Why don't you tell them, Matt? So what happens is you go to at the A-Show on CKCC Radio. At the A-Show on CKCC on Twitter, I was looking at like three things at once because the Bruins just scored and won in overtime, and Veer Mahan finally came to Raw. <laughs> That's right, a lot so, at once. Yeah, it is. Uh, but the at the A-Show on CKCC, you can vote for John, you can vote for Chris, both really good cards. We're on a pretty good streak here between the recent 1988 NWA and now this Super Card of Honor. I definitely had a blast with those cards last week. They were two really good shows. This was a fun, this was actually a a fun show to to create. Absolutely. I actually might save this Word document just to reference back to the show. Oh, my God. (laughs) So let's get to plugs. And, Chris, because you're here, let's talk about CKCC Radio. So CKCC Radio is my podcasting channel. I formed it on January 1st, 2020. I specifically paid for it and everything and signed up on New Year's Day because I don't want to have to remember an anniversary date. So what would be the easiest day to remember? The beginning of the year. So New Year's Day is when I founded CKCC Radio. Uh, We have tons of great shows on there. We do have a website, ckccradio.com. I might be looking to potentially change the domain name, however, because we are also getting more serious on YouTube with the CKCC video channel. For that, just go to YouTube, look up CKCC Video. You'll find the logo. It looks just like the radio logo, just it says video instead of radio, and it's got a slightly lighter blue tint to it. 
as part of the the branding colors because our colors are uh blue black and silver um you can listen to me every single weekend i record the nerd table podcast my two co-hosts are dan peck and eric flores <clears throat> we just talk about all kinds of nerd culture stuff this past week was our 82nd episode dan was born in the year 1982 so we did a tribute to the year 1982 as part of the show and with me being born in 84 and Eric being born in 85, we're going to be doing those for those episodes as well. I guess 1983 can just get fucked because apparently we're not doing that. But <laughs> uh, we also have a Facebook group. If you go to facebook.com slash groups slash the nerd table pod, that is the nerd table fan community group. We are a very inclusive group. We welcome nerds of all shapes, sizes and fandoms. We play a weekly game called the Entertainment Challenge where we basically – it's usually a pun-based game, but basically you're just trying to make us laugh. And then Ooh, we – puns? Yes. We read the <laughs> entries. We read the entries on the show. The best ones, of course, win. We award points to hopefully by the end of the year give out a prize. It all, of course, depends on – Group participation, but we've been doing a lot better each and every week, so that's been going very, very well. Uh, the channel is, other than, of course, the A-Show, the channel is home to several other podcasts. There's something for everybody. We have Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, and Reviews by Jeff, all hosted by my friend Jeff Trelowitz, also a published author. His book's available on Amazon.com. There's the Race Nerd Podcast for all you racing fans out there. My buddy Matt Hardman hosts that show. Matt Hardman, the older brother of CJ Hardman, who is a referee for GSW. You guys can check that show out. And there's other shows, too. There's the Binge Cast, which they kind of come and go with whatever they're going to binge. I think they're uh, they're having schedule issues, too. But Dan Peck also hosts a wrestling-related podcast. It airs three times a week. It's called I Loved Mondays. Every episode, he watches that episode of Nitro and that episode of Raw. And he's going in order from beginning to end for the entire Monday Night War. And he compares and contrasts them and tells you which one he preferred better. Since we're still at the early end, the early stages of the war, obviously Nitro has been the better show. But we all know that's not going to last for forever. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, CKCC Radio in a nutshell. And like I said, we're getting serious with more YouTube content, uh, the CKCC video channel. So. Follow us, subscribe, like, ring the bell, do all that fun stuff, you know. That's pretty as, much it for plugs. As always, we thank you for hosting us here on the A-Show as part of CKCC Radio. Uh, it's great to be a part of this community. And Yeah, uh, and, and that's a big thing, too, is um, my, I have a very open community as far as content goes. Anybody who wants to start a podcast, you're more than welcome to talk to me. Pitch your idea to me. There's very few limitations. The The only limitation on the channel is you can't do – I think you actually worded it the best, Matt, before we went on the air here. You can't do anything that would get us canceled. That's all I say. But you can talk about anything you want in any kind of context you want. Just avoid those hot-button issues, the religion, the politics, and the excessive swearing. Oh, I'm, wait, excessive swearing? How are we still on this network? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. There's yes. other words than just... No, what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. The fuck's are fine, but you you know where you get to the, 
you know where the problem words come in. Yes. Ibox, what do you have to plug? Absolutely nothing. Uh, when we did actually record this two weeks ago, I even plugged my Twitter and gave the wrong one because I recently changed my name. So, I mean, <laughs> if you want to see me randomly talking about, you know, indie shows that I'm watching on uh, IWTV or something like that, uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Old Man Ibach. That's Old Man E I B A C H. Other and, than that, I got nothing. <laughs> and speaking of independentwrestling.tv, if you use the code word draft, it lets Jerry know that you came to him as a new subscriber by listening to the A Show. And if you do that, we thank you immensely. Also, yes, other, do that. other podcasts to talk about are friends at the Soon to Be Name Network. Hey, Decker, you hear Final Wrestling Place came back? They did. Yeah. They are redoing their first 20 seasons all over again. (laughs) So this week's episode is WrestleMania 1. And if you've never listened to Final Wrestling Place, it's a take on the TV show The Good Place, where their final wrestling place is The Good Place or The Bad Place. And they assign green points and red points to these things, the the nouns of wrestling, and determine whether it goes to the good or bad place. And, of course, all the other shows that are on there as well. We've talked about them at length for months. Even Adam Van being on At Odds with Wrestling, our old arch nemesis, Adam Van. With all the word, brother. You can also listen to Jason and David with Not Another Sports Podcast. Uh, Irish Kevin Rick with the Hooligans of Hops. You can listen to Pod Van Dam. They're always a good listen, and sometimes Decker calls their voicemail and talks about his Uncle Harry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. R.I.P. Harry. I would listen to Irish Kev talk about anything. <laughs> I I would totally agree with you on that one. I love having conversations with Kev because you never know where they're going. So I don't think he knows where they're going half the time. <laughs> and after he's done, he doesn't know where it was. <laughs> ah. what, oh, are, we talk, are we talking about Image now? <laughs> One of my favorite episodes of the show will always be when Kevin and AJ were on, and AJ um, did his ECW card where Nicole Bass chokes Len Terry Funk off the Eagle's Nest. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended listening. And also the IWEP Network, our friends over there. Yes, and shout out to Anthony Blackwell Jr. And, brother. and um, an honorable mention with Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. As for me, this Saturday night, I will be at Excite Wrestling's Anger Management. That is April 9th, doors open at 4 with a 5 o'clock bell time at the X, which is in the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City, New York. Josh Alexander, as we mentioned earlier, will be on the show, as well as Dan Barry and the Excite Wrestling Champion, H.C. Loke. What if they got everybody together and watched the movie Anger Management? I feel pretty, oh so pretty. If you can't be there, you can always watch the show live, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling, that's X-C-I-T-E Wrestling. On May 14th, I'll be making my debut for High Tension Wrestling at the Marketplace at Steamtown, downtown Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'll write an for the show, the previously mentioned Excite Wrestling Champion, H.C. Loke. Simon Gotch will be there. And a host of others, a lot of locals. 
You've, you'll see Kit Raff with Coach Cal. You'll see Tommy Vex with Mary Elizabeth. Johnny Moran will be there. Lots of stuff coming up. Give them a follow on all their socials for more details. That's a good uh, day, by the way. May 14th is my Wrestleversary. Ah. May 14th, 2005 for Johnny Glitter, sir. As we record, today is Ace, Austin, Ace Austin's Wrestleversary. Look at him. Seven How many years. years in. Seven years. Good job, Ace. Keep it up, man. Keep going. Kick some Next ass. Week. He he is doing really well. Um, multiple time X Division champion in Impact Wrestling. All got started at the Wild Samoan Training Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Next week, we have the first of our many tag team battles coming up. This is like a little bit of a preview for the next season. Yes, which will probably also bleed into this season <laughs> because There's we had we had a lot of people already come and go. So <laughs> too bad we couldn't have got. Remember, we're we're looking at a super beast. We could have made this a triple threat for the for all of Northern New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, it will just be Brute Vance like against Kevin the Man Graham next week here on the show, and they'll be drafting from 1990 WCW. Oh, York Foundation? You're the Black Scorpion. (laughs) Well, I know what direction I would take that in, but... First overall pick, Black Scorpion, baby. I mean, (laughs) you're technically drafting Ric Flair? No, no, no. Second overall pick, the guy that he turned into a tiger on the Clash of the Champions. (laughs) That wasn't the year of the Ding Dongs, was it? No, that was 91. Okay, oh, oh, damn. Or 92. 91 or 92. So much for my, so much for my number one draft pick. What if he, t- instead of turning into a tiger, he turned him into both ding-dongs? <laughs> That'd be way worse. <laughs> I'm so tired. Who will join us in the Tournament of Champions? Will it be Chris O'Malley again? And don't worry, Chris, if you make it in this time, you will not have to do 1985 WWF again. Yeah, George Gadden kicked my ass. If I if if he makes it in, then I challenge O'Mealy as direct one on one combat. If I don't make it in, if, if I challenge make... Chris Decker into one on one combat as an exhibition match. No, if no, if you don't make it in, no, I'm gonna no, uh, 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 I'm gonna drive to Lancaster and beat you up. No, you're not. <laughs> At the A Show on CKCC on Twitter. <laughs> Let's just gloss over that. Get back to plugs. Yeah, um, if you if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. It's at Chris O'Mealy. You don't have to. I'm not really that interesting. I use Twitter a lot to vent, but I've actually been in a really good spot in my life recently. So my tweets are more positive. Follow Chris O'Mealy for bad wrestling takes. <laughs> I don't have that many bad wrestling takes. <laughs> Those are the views of Chris O'Mealy and not necessarily those of the A-Show or CKC Radio. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. This is a lot of fun. No, thank Thanks you very much. Me. Yeah, I had a good time. Thank you. So, And, jo- and John? Yes. Uh, good luck to you, sir. Best of luck to you as well, Chris. Yes, it was, it was a pleasure to challenge you. I think your show was very good. If I lose to it, it will not offend me in any capacity that was no great balls of maven <laughs> so <laughs> so no, but, but i enjoyed yours luck. as well 
Thank you very much. Yes, best of luck. Let may may the best show go on to the tournament of champions. And Decker, I'm coming for you either way. So he needs to avenge his victory. I don't understand this. This is a weird storyline. No, 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 no. He's not trying to avenge his victory. I no. want to challenge him again because I want to out ridiculous him. Well, uh, no, I'm saying that you're trying to avenge your victory. No, I want to out ridiculous him because never happen. Never happen. no. It will. I, that is what I want to challenge you. I want to find the wor- most ridiculous roster we can come up with, and I want to out-ridiculous you on a crazy book show. You've heard it here first. Do not edit this out, Matthew. I, I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> I, 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 I barely had time to do this show, let alone, like, in-depth editing. <laughs> and and to to all the, all the followers on this show and CKCC Radio in general, uh, I personally thank all of you. You guys have been wonderful. Our numbers are skyrocketing. We're approaching 20,000, which is insane. (laughs) No, 20,000 is freaking insane. Like I'm, I'm so proud of everybody's, everybody's work on the channel. Like you guys are awesome. Please keep doing what you're doing. And thank you guys for supporting us. Please keep supporting us and please keep supporting podcasting and creative people in general. Uh, any of your friends, if they podcast, if they do YouTube stuff, please support them. Give them a shout out, share their links. Anything you can do, uh, I think creative people need to stick together and need to support each other. And thank you for that impact right there. I appreciate that. Until next week. My name is Matt. I'm Millie's loser. (laughs) Support independent wrestling. (laughs) Old man Ibuck. At at this point, I'm no selling Decker now. We're done. We'll see you next week here on CKCC Radio.